Welcome to the Health and High Performance Podcast with your host, Coach Peter. This podcast is for busy modern humans who want to maximize their business and financial success and live in a healthy body that is strong, looks the part, and performs optimally both mentally and physically. In each episode, I share bite-sized health, fitness, and human performance lessons to help you live your best life. So, put on your headphones, head out of the door, and start stepping into your potential. In today's episode, we are going to answer one of the most frequently asked questions I get from my clients, which is, can I eat carbohydrates and lose fat at the same time? This is one of those fitness industry myths that just doesn't seem to die no matter what. And it's causing a lot of unnecessary confusion and anxiety among people who want to improve their body composition, their health, but they're busy people. They have other stuff to do. They don't have time to do a nutrition course to understand the science and principles of nutrition and body composition management. And it can be really hard to see through some of this stuff that you read online. And it really doesn't help that there exist these camps online. You know, we have the vegan camp, we have the carnivore camp, we have the keto camp, we have the high carbohydrate camp, we have the Mediterranean camp, the zone camp, you name it, we have a camp for it. And each camp has very vocal representatives. And each one of these is 100% convinced that their way of eating and their way of dieting and their way of doing things is the only way that humans should do things. And that everyone else is basically a complete moron. And the goal of today's episode is to is, is really to explain you the most important principles that actually govern weight and fat loss in a way that's easy for you to understand and easy for you to apply so that in the future you can see right through some of these crazy claims that you read online. And before we get to the actual meat and nuts, I want to give you an even more valuable piece of advice. And I want you to remember this for the rest of your life. And it's so important that I actually want you to tell it to your friends, your colleagues, your cousins, call your grandparents, call your neighbors. Okay, you ready for it? Here we go. The best diet for you is the one that you can stick to. Okay, let that sink in. The best diet for you is the one that you can stick to. The best diet for all humans is not the keto diet, not the high carb diet, not the paleo, not the zone, not the Mediterranean diet, or any other type of a diet. The best diet is the one that you can stick to. There is a saying that while methods are many, principles are few. And this is especially true when it comes to nutrition. And if you understand some of the most important underlying principles, you can really see through some of these claims and myths that you read online, such as that you can't eat carbs and lose fat. So when it comes to fat and weight loss, the most important principle that you have to adhere to is the first law of thermodynamics. There's no way around it. Calories in versus calories out. How much energy do you put into your body versus how much energy do you take out of your body through expending this energy? And this is also known as the calorie balance. So we're going to break this thing down into some super simple terms 
so that you can then decide for yourself what kind of a diet you actually want to follow to lose weight and lose fat. The calories in side of the equation is of course dictated by how much energy do you put into your body through food and drinks that you consume on a daily basis. The energy out side of the equation, also known as your total daily energy expenditure, that is a combination of a couple things. Firstly, we have your basal metabolic rate, which refers to the amount of calories your body burns at rest just to maintain physiological functions such as breathing and heart rate. And if you were in a hospital, if you were severely injured and you couldn't move your body, you were just lying down in a hospital bed, your body would still burn through some amount of calories just to maintain vital functions. So this is your basal metabolic rate. Secondly, we have the amount of calories that you burn through physical activity during the day, you know, when you lift weights or when you go for a run, for example. Thirdly, we have the thermic effect of feeding. Thermic effect of feeding refers to the amount of calories that are burned through the process of digestion and absorption of food itself. Yeah, so imagine that, like a part, part of the, the energy that you consume through food is actually utilized in the assimilation, absorption and digestion of food itself. Finally, we also have non-exercise activity thermogenesis and this refers to the amount of calories that you burn throughout the day during any movement that is not considered exercising. So this non-exercise activity thermogenesis this is also called NEAT and NEAT basically refers to when you walk around you tap your foot you just you fidget you know some people who they just can't sit still they're always doing something with their with the fingers they're always tapping their foot whenever you're typing on your laptop all these things, they add up and they contribute to the amount of calories that you burn through NEAT each and every day. So to recap, the energy in side of the equation refers to the amount of calories that you consume through food and drinks. And the energy outside of the equation refers to the amount of calories that you burn through your total energy expenditure, which is your basal metabolic rate, exercise activity, thermic effect of food and non-exercise activity energy expenditure. So now that we understand what contributes to the calorie balance, we can define what are the three possible states of this balance. And this is when it's really going to start making sense to you, whether you can eat carbohydrates and lose weight slash lose fat at the same time. So if you're taking in less energy into your body, than what you expend through your total daily energy expenditure, you are in a calorie deficit. How do you know if you're in a calorie deficit? Well, when you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. There's no way around it. The only time you're ever going to lose weight is if you're in a calorie deficit. Notice how I only said that you're going to lose weight though. I didn't say that you're going to lose fat. And this is because this weight that you lose in a calorie deficit, this can be lost, you know, you can lose weight in fat, you can lose weight in muscle, or you can either lose weight in water because of just water fluctuations, which is not really related to a calorie deficit. But the important thing is to understand that if you're in a calorie deficit, 
By definition, there is not enough energy coming in through food or drink, and your body has to find energy elsewhere. And this fat tissue that we carry on our bodies, this is an especially convenient place to take this energy from. That is literally why it's there. It is the body's insurance policy against times of lesser calorie availability in our environment. So that's why we carry this stuff around. Evolution doesn't really care about what you look like in your undies. It just cares about survival. And this is why we have this survival mechanism. So not only we can take it from fat, we can take this energy from fat, but your body can also take this extra energy from breaking down muscle protein and converting that into glucose. And this glucose can then be burned as energy. And this is why it's so crucially important to lift weights and keep your training intensity high when you're trying to lose fat. You have to give your body every single reason to hold on to as much muscle mass as possible, even though you are in a caloric deficit. You're probably going to lose some muscle mass no matter what if you're in a calorie deficit. However, you can significantly influence the proportion of the lost weight. Are you losing muscle or fat? Your lifestyle and your training. This is absolutely crucial to have it on point. So basically you have two ways in which you can encourage your body to maintain as much muscle as possible. The first one is resistance training. You have to lift weights, period. When you lift weights, you're literally telling your body, muscle is important. I need it you know, at least, if not on a daily basis, you need it at least a couple times a week to a very, very high degree. Therefore, even though you are in a calorie deficit, you do not want to lose muscle. The second way to encourage your body to maintain muscle is to consume enough protein in your diet. See, the protein you get from food during your diet, this is a very protective effect on your muscle protein. And this is actually a very good idea. This is why it's a very good idea for you to actually increase your protein intake just slightly when you are trying to lose fat. And we'll talk about specific protein recommendations a little bit later on in this episode. So on the other hand, if you don't lift weights and if you don't eat enough protein when you're in a calorie deficit, you are going to lose fat, but you are also going to lose substantial amount of muscle. And if your goal is to look good naked, this is bad, bad news for you because if you go from being overweight with no muscle to being normal weight with no muscle, unfortunately, you won't look that much more impressive. Obviously, you're going to be healthier and your blood markers are going to be significantly better. You're probably going to feel million times better simply because of the fact that you've actually lost weight. So don't get me wrong weight loss in and of itself is absolutely fantastic. However, if your goal is to dramatically improve your appearance when you're in your undies, especially, and dramatically improve your health, how you move and how you feel and how long you're going to live, then you really need to have some lean tissue on your frame. And if you're trying to diet, you should strive to maintain as much of this lean tissue as possible. The second possible calorie balance scenario is caloric maintenance. So if you're taking in the same amount of calories through food and drink as you expend 
through your total daily energy expenditure, you're in a calorie maintenance. Your body weight is going to main, remain the same. So if you've maintained for if you've maintained your weight for a long period of time, you know, your body weight hasn't changed at all, it means that you have been in a caloric maintenance. If you've tried to lose weight, if you've tried to lose fat, but your body body weight hasn't really dropped, then you've probably been either not exercising enough, not expending enough energy, or you've been consuming too many calories. You've simply been in a caloric maintenance. The third possible calorie balance scenario is caloric surplus. So if you're taking in more calories through food and drink than what you expend through your total daily energy expenditure, your body weight will go up. Once again, proper resistance training is so important because if you're actually, when you train, you cause a ton of stress to your system through your training and you give a stimulus for muscle growth. When you do that, a large portion of these extra calories that are coming in through your diet they're going to be directed towards recovery from training and the building process of new lean muscle tissue. On the flip side, if you do not lift weights, but you're still eating more energy than what you expend, well, my friend, that is what we call getting fat. And that's it, that's period. So now that you understand what influences the calorie balance equation, and you understand the three possible different states of the calorie balance, we can return back to our original question. Can you eat carbohydrates and lose fat? The answer is absolutely yes, as long as you are in a calorie deficit. The best diet for you is the one that you can stick to. If you lost weight on the keto diet, you lost it because you were eating less calories because you didn't eat as many carbohydrates. If you lost weight on the high carb diet, it was because you were eating less calories because you didn't eat as much fat. If any human has ever lost any weight on any diet or during any famine in the history of the humankind, it was because they were eating less calories than what they were expending, period. So now that we know that you can eat carbohydrates and lose fat, we can ask the question, should you eat carbohydrates and lose fat? And in my opinion, absolutely you should. This is because carbohydrates are the preferred fuel source of the brain and the muscles. And when you're eating carbohydrates and timing them effectively around your workouts, when you eat carbohydrates before you train, when you eat carbohydrates after your training session, you're going to be able to train much, much harder. When you train harder, you are going to be able to give your body a more potent, a stronger stimulus to build or at least maintain as much muscle as possible when you're dieting. So remember, when you diet, you want to maintain as much muscle as possible. And if you eat carbohydrates on, around your training sessions, you're going to be able to train much harder than if you didn't eat carbohydrates. Therefore, you're going to be able to maintain more muscle mass during your diet. And as I said, carbohydrates will also accelerate your recovery from your training, and they're going to prepare you for your future training sessions. So this is the topic of nutrient timing, and we can really dive deep into this in some of the future episodes of the podcast. But the bottom line here 
is that if your goal is to improve your body composition, meaning to lose fat and build or at least maintain muscle mass, you have to train hard and eating carbohydrates around your workout is going to allow you to train harder and recover faster compared to if you didn't eat carbohydrates. The second reason why you should eat carbohydrates while trying to lose fat is that carbohydrates taste great and they can dramatically improve your ability to stick to your diet. Unless, wait for it, I hope you guessed it by now, unless you absolutely hate foods that are high in carbohydrates and you'd rather eat fats. Once again, it really comes down to personal preference and whatever approach allows you to remain in a calorie deficit for an extended period of time, this is going to be the best approach for you. Finally, foods high in carbohydrates are often very high in fiber, vitamins and minerals. And making sure that you're getting enough of these essential nutrients is important in its own right. But beyond that, Dietary fiber is extremely satiating and eating foods like fruits, vegetables and different types of potatoes as the main source of carbohydrates during a fat loss diet can really curb your cravings and it's going to make it much easier for you to actually stick to your calorie deficit for long enough so that you can get the adaptation that you want which is the weight loss or fat loss. And beyond all this, we have to remember that there is so much biological variance between humans and what might be a perfectly fantastic diet for me might be a complete disaster for you or someone else. For example, people with type 1 diabetes are going to have to be very very careful with their carbohydrate intake no matter what they do. And people with type 2 and pre-diabetes, they should also eat less carbohydrates compared to those who aren't pre-diabetic. And this really comes down to your activity and your body fat levels. So in simple terms, the leaner and more active you are, the better your body is at utilizing carbohydrates for the fuel of your muscles when you train and when you recover from training. The more sedentary and higher your body fat levels are, the less effective your body and your muscles are at utilizing carbohydrates for their fuel during your training and your recovery and you should err on the side of lower carbohydrate intake until you get leaner and until you increase your activity levels significantly. And this is another reason why resistance training is so, so important. See, when you exercise, your muscle cells become more receptive to carbohydrates for about 90 minutes after your training session. So even if you're type 2 or pre-diabetic, you should consume the majority of your carbohydrates within 90 minutes of your training sessions because during this time your muscles can uptake glucose from the blood without the presence of insulin. The bottom line with this episode is that while methods are many, the principles are few. And it doesn't matter if the topic is nutrition, training, you know, finance, it doesn't matter what it is, anything else for that matter. When we understand the underlying principles, we can troubleshoot, we can bust myths, and we can make much better decisions for ourselves. And we just gotta make sure that we un adhere to the underlying principles, and then we can experiment for ourselves and see what actually suits us the best. And when it comes to weight loss, you have to be in a calorie deficit 
to lose any weight. Does it mean that you have to count every single calorie that you put into your mouth? No, it does not mean that you have to count calories, but it absolutely means that calories do count. And by the way, calorie counting is a fantastic way to ensure that you are on the right track towards your goals. You obviously want to maintain as much muscle mass as possible while you diet and therefore it is extremely important to lift weights and consume enough protein. Consuming between 1.8 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight is a very sound recommendation that most nutrition ex experts would definitely agree with. So 1.8 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. So once you've got the right calorie intake for your goals and you've got your you've you've set enough protein into your diet, now it's time for you to experiment. You can actually see if it's easier for you to stick to a higher carb or a lower carb approach and you can actually see what feels better. You should ask questions like you know, which one allows you to train harder and recover faster? Which one makes your gut feel better? Do you get bloating, gas, any kind of gut discomfort, which one gives you more energy, which, which one gives you less brain fog, which one gives you better mood. All of these are very, very valid points that you should consider when determining whether your nutrition approach is the right one for you, because your eating and what foods you eat, what macronutrients you eat, will absolutely influence each one of these aspects of your life. And if you want to learn more about the nutrition pillar and the other pillars of my coaching model, you should head over to coachpuro.com and claim your free access to the free introductory course to my model. The pillars of high performance model is the ultimate whole person approach to becoming an optimal modern human being. The introductory course that you'd be claiming, this is a six video series. The videos are no longer than a couple minutes each. Absolutely perfect length for a very productive toilet break from work. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I hope that you've taken some valuable takeaways from this episode. If you have any questions or comments, it would be fantastic if you hit me up on Instagram at Coach Burr. And it would really help me a ton if you left me a rating and review and you shared this episode with at least one friend, family member, or colleague, at least your grandmother, anyone who needs to hear this message. So if you haven't already, head over to Instagram, follow me at Coach Butter because I put daily actionable health and fitness and performance information. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This is Coach Butter. Let's do this.